now tuned into the greatest. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. All, right. All the smoke. Give me a barbershop. Um, so I want to hear, now that the playoffs have started, um, do you guys have any uh, superstitions pre-game? Like, I know, I guess both of you are, are Raptors slash Laker supporters in ways. So before I'm, you're watching uh, the just, game. I just want to say I, yeah. I, I am a LeBron fan who is a Laker fan. I don't <laughs> I don't want to take a full Laker fan. No, I don't have the card. I'm not in the club. I don't know the handshake. I no, just, you ain't there. You ain't there. Just, okay, okay. I'm here. I'm here. I'm adjacent. You know. So I'm we a, have a, a LeBron supporter and a Laker fan. So yeah, so Laker affiliate. Laker affiliate. They're two different things. But yeah, do you guys have any like you know pre-game, during-game superstitions, things that you know to make your team win? Like it's fail-safe. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah, I have one for Raptors. Uh, if the game's not going well, if like a, the other team goes on a run, I have to change the channel and then change back and then watch it and then keep resetting if something happens like that. And also, uh, sometimes it's just not watching it. Sometimes I got to be like, oh, it's not working. I have to turn it off and then refresh the score to kind of like get us back into a place and then I can jump back in. And then Dexter gave me one by accident. This guy told me about the volume has to be on an even number. Now I got to keep it on an even number. I'm like, are they losing? I'm like, it's not an even number. That's why. I figure it I out. grew out of that, yo. Yo, you gave that's it like to drugs me. And, that's like drugs and cocaine. I grew out of it. <laughs> drugs and cocaine. Just grow out of that stuff. No? I don't yeah. think I have a superstition. I, I, I just try to wear a jersey day of, and I can't keep track of everything, to be honest. So I just watch uh, the game, man, and, and hope for the best. <laughs> My ones during the 2011 run was I'd have the jersey hanging on the wall. I'd have to have like the city facing outwards, so the front of the jersey facing outwards if they're at home. And then for the away game, you have to rely on your superstar. So you'd have flip it and have um, the the superstar's name. So I, I I was doing that all of 2011, but then the Mavs sucked for about like nine years after that. But now, now that we're back, yeah, ain't no uh, voodoo can save a bad team. <laughs> now, now that we're back, I think I found a new superstition. So I haven't been watching the games at home. I just realized um, just last night after watching Game Two that I haven't watched a game at home. I've been watching it at a place, and I think I have to go back to that Where place Ryan? each and every game. Where is this place? Don't worry about it. Where's so the place? I gotta go. I gotta go back to this place each and every game now. Wow. So. The funny thing is, without even realizing it, I plan to go back to this place Friday night, and High I'm place. like, "Oh shit, High this 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 place. this is actually a thing now." So, uh, <laughs> is, it, person, is it like a like a KP kind of place uh, where you could get fined fifty k? No, 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 it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's all it's not uh, a, a club where uh, you could uh, get fined or, or, or anything like that. But um, yeah, I, I, if we're gonna find out Friday night if it works. If, if the Mavs go up three zero, whoa! You're you're not gonna watch it at the place. Oh no, I'm going back to the place. I already oh, made okay. plans. Oh, okay, I thought you were going home. Like we're <laughs> I, I, went back. I, I made plans. Um, we're going. Okay, back. I'm going back to the place. Person agreed. So See, yeah, we're we're. I'm going back. This um, is a fan right here. This is a man who wants his team to win. All right, that's yeah. good. Good. Don't break yeah. it. When it Don't break it until it tells you it's broken. <laughs> uh, welcome back. 
To Below the Hardwood, I am your host, Ryan Antonio Henry, sitting here with the homies, team, compadres, cohorts, amigos, the Avengers, the weak serpents, Northside serpents, the... The Golden uh, Girls. Golden Girls. The Friends from Friends. Friends from Friends. <laughs> the, the gang from Seinfeld and or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. Uh, the Simpsons. <laughs> I don't want to watch TV. You got anything, Dex? The Ghost Riders. Ghost oh, Riders. Take you back. Word. I'll uh, take you back. We're, take you back. we're, we're Three's Company 2. Hey! Three's Company <laughs> uh, But we're, whatever you want to call us, go pick up an Oxford Dictionary. This is Below the Hardwood, episode 36. And of course, I am joined by Alan Shane Lewis. Hi. I am Alan Shane Lewis. I am on a podcast. And Dexter Ariola. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. And that's the start of the show. Uh, again, Three's Company today. Uh, talking NBA playoffs. The first round is underway and shit has hit the fan. Um, very, you know what? I think the under the first round is very underrated. Like we get like quality games, this... like a lot of storylines. Um, like, and yeah, so far, even for the first two games. Like it hasn't failed. It, like it felt even bigger just because of the playing games too. So like we've had like like I don't know. It feels like for, like farther down the road championship kind of quality games and matchups. Like for the past two weeks, we've been spoiled. This is great. Yeah, like absolutely nuts. And although I'm not a fan of the playing tournament uh, because I feel little, like you know this, this yeah yeah this the seven seed gets screwed. I, I I should I feel like it should just be the eight. But I'm like hell that those games were enjoyable and. Teams were like pre in the playoffs before the playoffs even even started. So, yeah, like, but like, let's 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 just get right into it. First round matchups, it's it's nuts. Do 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 any of you guys have any immediate thoughts? Like, which round do you, which like which matchup do you want to jump into? Because you guys already know what I'm going to jump into. Yeah, but, we'll we'll say we'll save the the stake for for later for you. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know the closest one that in our our minds, the ones we watched last night. I feel like you know Suns Lakers. That's been a fun one to kind of watch. Uh, it's kind of sucks that uh, Chris Paul kind of got injured. That's a, a weird kind of stinger injury that's kind of keeping him out of uh, everything. But uh, it's been pretty fun. That first game kind of went the way I expected. I didn't think the Lakers were ready. I think they were kind of mentally out of it. Um, and, you know, kind of sad to see what AD kind of put up. And same thing, the same thing with LeBron, kind of these like pitiful kind of efforts and numbers. It looked like they didn't want to be there. And the, the Phoenix, give it out to the Phoenix crowd. They were in it. They were cheering from the beginning, uh, boosting their team. They went on some big runs. Shout out to my boy, Devin Booker. You're doing it. Like, keep going, trash. boy. Trash. Uh, trash. Boy, was he. Was 31 in a loss, dog. Yo, empty, empty points. <laughs> Yo, he needs help, man. He needs like 70 help. 70 in a loss. Perfect <laughs> from the free thing. throw line. This is unguardable. <laughs> unguardable off the pick and roll. I just, I, I felt sorry for Gasol because there's so many plays where I'm like, man, you're not going to catch that dude. And he's doing under the under the thing there too, like other, other baskets. Also, DeAndre Ayton has been playing great. Uh, one thing, I just, I just can't handle AD. I can't handle AD right now. I don't know about you guys, but he's been annoying me. Just take it to the goddamn rack and stop doing these, uh, like, uh, uh jump shots. He's settling for shots, and it's, it's that's, that's been the, the thing for me. Just watching those. Um, honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised because this is Devin Booker and Aiden's first appearance in the playoffs. I thought there was gonna be some jitters. I thought there was gonna be some struggle, but first game, Booker comes out, bam, like the what, thirty plus, like. 
he was killing it. Aiton had like a double-double. He out-rebounded AD. He outscored AD. He was defending. He was causing havoc. Like, he looked good. Like, those guys in their first playoff matchup was was it was unreal and and Chris Paul didn't even have the greatest game obviously he got injured and uh, he had to leave come back but still you know held the court down he, he's a freaking soldier the fact that you know he, he like it's just it's it's shitty luck man like anytime this guy you know gets far does something it looks like you know what this is it this is where you know he might elevate to that next uh, tier like aka western conference finals or just the next freaking round it's like bam something happens an injury and it's a setback but i'm just i'm just like wow like devin booker like i know i i've previously said mitchell is, is the guy but what devin booker has 60 plus, booker. 60 plus points in two games to Woo! start his playoff career so like it's impressive it's impressive it's good stuff so i i, I can't remember uh Remember a few years back when Mitchell made the playoffs? Oh, yeah. A few years games. back. We do. We do. A couple 40 point games. He's killing it. What are you talking you about? Do you win? <laughs> Second round. Do you he win? made it to the playoffs. Do you, 3 1? He made it to the playoffs. What happened to, what happened to 3 1? What happened to Chris Paul? I feel like that's crumbling. That's crumbling, though. <laughs> uh, we talk about the West. AD is definitely, um, he's definitely frustrating to as a Laker fan, just watching him do whatever. Yeah pretty much he wants on the court just yeah exactly just outside the key like get in there you're the tallest guy on the court pretty much no one can Score go in the you. middle <laughs> jesus uh yeah. and Aiton's definitely going to be a problem in this league like i see him go to the rim like he's faster than i ever thought he'd be uh, yeah. but i'm gonna move out to the east and talk about my guy russell westbrook I cannot believe Ooh. how bad the Wizards are. They are so garbage. But <laughs> I have faith. They didn't lose that bad. Yeah, like, they, they actually had a chance. They had a chance. They were down. Yeah. Like, that call on Westbrook was kind of bullshit at the end about the out-of-bounds play. But I don't know. They're still in it. Like, I have, I have high hopes for them. Uh, but I'm going to move to another East series, which is the Brooklyn Nets. Man, oh, that's like boring, even with a depleted man. Celtics team, they're scary. Especially if Joe Harris is hitting those shots. Well, yeah, oh that's why they're scary. God, this is dangerous. Like it's not Joe fun. Harris is. That's why. It's, that's why it's three- scary. They're depleted. Is he not the best three-point shooter? Like besides Steph Curry, but I guess numbers-wise, isn't he the best three-point shooter in the league right now? Yeah, he's, didn't he's, he shoot he's, over like fifty percent or fifty percent? So he, if you he, get that guy stuff. every single night. Which you can because he's honestly just knocked down like yeah. he's a knockdown shooter from the corner from the top anywhere. So you yeah. just give it to him, like you. As long as they make that extra pass, man, it's over. Yeah, it's 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 Sorry. scary because you can't double team five players. You can't uh, help do any help defense really because the ball is going to go into somebody's hands who can hit the three or knock it down or get an easy dunk. Like the way the Brooklyn Nets are kind of set up in a way where somebody is afraid to fail. Um, good for them. Good for them that they decided to put together this team. If they if they don't win this year, that's on them. That's one hundred percent on them because they had every right to win this year. They have all the pieces. They have all like the pathway to it. It's right there for them. So if they fail, that's on them for not making it this year. Do you agree? Is it do or die season? No, I don't think so. Really? I feel like, I feel like the first I, year of a of a big of a big team, like yeah, there's always the expectation. But like you saw the Heat, we saw like, the we saw the Warriors though, didn't we? Me? No, I feel like I feel like it was different with the Warriors. Why? Because they already had one. 
Oh yeah, so Kevin Durant joined an already good team. I forgot about that. <laughs> the expectation <laughs> I mean, champ- on that. <laughs> already good team. team, not the championship team. <laughs> not I'm the sorry, championship bro. team, though. <laughs> he joined a good joined team, it. not he the championship. The, team. the funny thing is, if he joined the championship team, he would have balanced out everything. <laughs> That's the fucked up part about it. This guy saw balance or easy win, and he went, "I'll take the road here, the easier one here." Well, this Nets team is. Pretty much the Suns seven seconds or less, but with yeah. talent. That's what it is, right? So yeah, it's yeah. that Kevin Nash team. It's that D'Antoni Amari team. But with talent. talent. Yeah. I know, but they're not nailing threes like this. They're I not I don't, superstar status like this. Like, this is a different beast. This is a different animal. Yeah, I think, This is I think, black players. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Steve Nash. Uh, I would say here's the thing too. Uh, is Steve Nash even getting the credit for any of this stuff? Because I heard yeah. more about D'Antoni than than I heard about Steve Nash at all. Just like on, yeah. on basketball Twitter, I, I've heard James Harden's muse muse's name before. Like he's like literally the James Harden whisperer. It's like anywhere he goes, he has the ball. Yeah. Like he's controlling the offense. But um, yeah, yeah I, like oh no, go ahead. No, sorry. I, I was going to say the, the only way I think they could lose. I don't think anyone's going to beat them this season. I don't think uh, people have enough pieces to go seven ga- seven games against them uh, to win. The only way I see them lose or not winning is like kind of an implosion. Like the, the the call has to come from inside the house for that to happen. Like some type of dysfunction, some type of like mis- misfire. Because on paper they should they should be able to take this one easily. I don't see a team right now uh, playing the the same level of basketball. Like you want to take it to the top of the West. Same, like the number one in the West is not performing the same way the one or two or even three uh, in the West or in the East is doing right now. So I think it's I feel like seeding in the West means absolutely nothing. One through oh, eight no. could could honestly randomly just like get hot, streaky, and just like win. Like right yeah. now, I'm looking at the West. I'm just and and we're just going off of two games, but. Any team looks dangerous. Yeah. Like, any team in this in the Western Conference could just like randomly get high and just like, oh, now I'm the favorite. And it's like, wow, like, damn, I, like, yeah, I, I I disagree. I say the the level of competitiveness is so close that you could see those kind of imbalances and you can switch players from like one or eight and it it kind of feels that way. But I still think if you carry over how well, no matter, I don't think any team on the West looked as good as the Brooklyn Nets have in these past two games. No, like from the no. second half of the first game, I would say, because the first half they're playing kind of shit. But after that, it was like, oh, there's it's over. So there is one. They, they haven't oh, even played together. Like how many games have they played together? And they're it's dominating like in the playoffs. <laughs> they play yeah. like seven games and they lost a few of them, like three or four. Right. Mm-hmm. And just to see their dominance like that fast. Like I did call it. These guys are gamers. They're a plug and play players. These are the guys that go to what's that? Jim called lifetime and then just ball out right mm-hmm. so these are the guys those are the guys that go to the gym and just ball no matter what so seeing them together this fast though is it's very impressive I, I, why why is that impressive like when the heat kind of came together like i think it took a while for them to figure out like who's kind of like leader or whatnot but there wasn't the same kind of thing i think this is like you have three potential mvp well two mvps on the same three team MVPs. No, two. All-star two. MVP. You have it to give it to him. It doesn't count. I feel like it doesn't All-star count because it's not the same, so it doesn't count. It's the best of the best. <laughs> three, just say three potential Hall of Famers. But we've had that before. We've had three potential yeah. Hall of Famers from Lakers to, you know, uh, Lakers of old James Worthy, 
uh, as the third guy. Like we've seen that before, but I've never seen three like like two MVP players like on the same team, and also just that guy who's like, in their primes. primes. Like yeah, right in their primes. Like I don't think we've seen anything like this. And it's yeah to see all that kind of overlap, and especially in this like new era oh. where it's just about shooting threes, and you have two of the best scorers in the NBA, two of the best scores, not well, two of the best, the one and two best scores in the NBA on the same team, individual scores. Scores we didn't see that with the Heat. With the Heat, we did see three Hall of Famers. We didn't know Bosch was going to be a Hall of Famer at the time, but oh, I knew. <laughs> oh, I knew. But um, but um. The, the comparisons I take from the Heat is like, man, like this is where I feel like the Nets could show like struggle because the NBA finals, let's say they get all the way there and whoever comes out of the West is going to be battle tested, hardened, and they're going to be fucking ready. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know at don't this point. No, fuck these. I don't know who the hell is coming out of the West, but. Whoever comes out of the West, it's a dogfight. Like they've they've survived anarchy, they survived yeah. hell, and they will be ready for Brooklyn. And that team, whoever that team is in the West, they're like you look at the West. The West is like they're teams that have been together for years. Like there isn't like a team that was just you know recently constructed. They're gonna have chemistry and like uh kind of like a fluidity that the Nets won't have. And then Orion. when those situations come up, when the Nets are like struggling to like wait. Who's gonna take this shot? Look at look at 2011 when LeBron and Dwayne Wade couldn't figure out who the fuck's taking charge, and Dirk and them just fucking ambushed them and, and just fucking took over. Like Dallas was together for years. Miami had to still figure out roles and who was this. Bosch was still trying to figure out what he needed to do. LeBron was like, "Fuck, do I take charge? No, I can't do it." Dwayne Wade was the guy who was running it. It, it, Dwayne Wade had to come out in the offseason but like, yo, bro, like this is your I, fucking time. I, okay, I think... That, sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Alan. No, no, you. Okay, to that point, like, these guys have played together. Okay, for, for one thing, the West, they don't have Kevin Durant, Harden, and Irving on a team. Like, everyone you said is balanced, but they don't have those superstars. Three top-notch superstars. And they have played together. So Jeff Green, uh, Durant, Harden, they played together before. Like Dwayne Wade, uh, Bosch, and LeBron didn't play together before, right? Uh, you also see them on Team USA. These guys have played together as well over there, right? So, and as for the last shot, it really doesn't matter because you're going to get the best shot available. It really doesn't matter because they could all create their own shot. And if not, they could create for someone else. So this is a different type of beast. Like I, I just see it. And, and the East was weaker back then. To be honest, I think we said this it looked weaker because I don't. I don't think the East was as weak. It was weaker. The East is weaker now than now. I'm saying no. that now. No, like the East now, now is, like, is weaker than before. Oh, you think it's weaker now? Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Well, no, now that man. now that the Raptors dropped out, you, you the, the, those those last like four four teams are actually no the, three teams. There's only three good teams really. In yeah, the Boston's Raptors. trash right now. The Raptors aren't even there. You have the Hawks and Knicks who. That's just fun basketball to watch because it's like that, yeah. that doesn't matter. That's cute. That's cute to watch. They're not seeing Trey Young become can you, a new. Can you go back to this elite yet? Uh, can you oh, go back to twenty eleven and name the East teams? Uh Atlanta oh, Hawks, Chicago, Chicago Bulls, Derek Rose uh, Indiana Pacers. Uh I even throw the Raptors in there to be honest. Well, not actually the Raptors. You're, you're gonna throw um, playoff P in there? 
Old playoff. Uh, yo, that India. No, nah, that was real. That was the, that's the problem, Paul Peter. That's Paul, Paul, George. Paul George was good once, and he's like, I'm still good. He's like, Oh man, I'm not as good as I used to be. Like, not even just him. It's just kind of the, the way his team kind of was set up. The Indiana Pacers team uh, was uh, was solidly strong, had very good players up front with uh, Roy Roy Hibbert and David West. Like, they kind of kind of held it down. It was a strong team, and George Hill. Like, it felt like an actual fluid uh, fluid team, and it, it, Paul George's place within that kind of made sense. These last couple iterations of Paul George. With the squads that he kind of had, they don't make too much sense. So that's why I'm I'm I don't I'm not I'm not gonna jump on or kick Paul George when he's down. But I will say once again to Ryan to your point when you were saying that why it's it's easier for them to kind of figure it out uh and comparing them to the Heat. Uh I think the Heat, when it comes down to it, they they are not also spot up shooters. The way that the Brooklyn Nets can space themselves out and do their own thing is that you can just do whatever you want. You run into trouble. You kick it out to a player who arguably has an amazing three-point shot or a driving kick that they can kind of like figure it out. With with LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, the way their kind of play styles kind of went at the time, they weren't they weren't necessarily perimeter um, uh, perimeter uh, threats as they are like later on in their careers and Dwayne Wade kind of never. So they had to kind of figure out positioning. They had to keep moving. It had to be fluid. The things had to move around. If you're driving, you know, Dwayne Wade's got to go down, cut down the, in the in the baseline and stuff like that. Chris Bosh wasn't, uh, he had to, he had to improve. He had to improve his three-point shot for them to become better. Like so, there was a lot of clogging and what going on. So there was the, the individual type of stuff couldn't happen. And I think with the Brooklyn Nets, yeah, everyone's a great shot, so they can do that, and it's it's easier and quicker to kind of figure it out because yeah. To, to Dexter's point, those are just those are players. Those are plug-in players. Like they're ready to go. But you're talking about Alan. You're talking about like the Miami Heat. Just those three players. Just, think yeah, about the, the big what three. They the big put, three. Think about what they put around them, though. Right? Three-point shooters. It's just a bunch of three-point shooters. Yeah. Battier, uh, Chalmers, right? So they built around that. Yeah, but they imagine if you're top. Your, imagine right? if you're top three. Imagine if Bosh, Wade, and LeBron. If you leave them open for one second. For a little bit, a little bit of air. That that's a three point shot. How how true would you have to play to them? You'd have to be right up on them, and they weren't like that. You could so you have opportunities to double team. You have opportunities to kind of like sorry. Clog what are we arguing? Are we? I don't even know at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the Brooklyn Nets. It was the Brooklyn Nets. We got on a tangent. We got on a tangent. <laughs> Basically, the Nets just look unstoppable. They look right unstoppable. Now. But can we? Can okay, we let's just let's get put into a the actual up. meat and bones. 2011, 2011 Heat or twenty. 2021 Nets. 2012. 2012. 2012 Heat versus current Brooklyn Nets. 2012 Heat. I I can't say because I'm not really convinced the Brooklyn Nets are as fluid. I I can just see them in the final. I I can't. Like I've seen the Heat. I know what they're capable of. So I don't know if 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 it is gonna work. But can we move into the kind of the meat and bones? Of Dallas and, oh, and, yeah. and I thought we were talking about Atlanta Knicks. I thought that was the meat. <laughs> that we we can we can move it to the to the, no, to the, to to the series. Most improved <laughs> has kind of taken everybody uh, by storm last night and over the last two games. So the Mavs have come out and have won two straight in Los Angeles against Oof. the Clippers, which nobody saw coming. To be honest, I didn't see it coming. Oh, I wow. I was expecting the Mavs to maybe possibly take one. By you know just sheer effort, I did not see two and zero coming. I, I I will tell you this now as a fan, I did not see two and zero coming. So when I saw that Luca was what Luca was doing over the last two games to this Clippers team was absolutely ridiculous. I've never seen so much disrespect from a twenty two year old 
to grown ass men like Kawhi Yo, and Paul George in my life. Just cussing out people in your third language or fifth language that takes effort, man. Good for him. <laughs> and he's doing it in English too. He's doing it in English too. That's what I'm saying. He's saying that yeah. in English. So he's exactly. got to go, how do I say this mean thing? Oh, here. And then he says it. I'm like, damn. That's good. That's not even instinctual. That's like, nah, I want you to know. I took I took I took lessons to figure this out. This guy, this guy's calling Pat Beverly too fucking small, calling Marcus Morris or Kawhi too too like he, he's telling everyone they're too little, they can't guard him. Like he's bringing out his inner Jordan or inner Kobe in in these matchups and it's just like I I like I I won't lie. Like Dallas Mavericks fans that do listen I'm sorry. I did predict the Clippers to win the series overall. My bet with Dexter, which I've officially won last night, because the Mavs have won two games. Right, but it's in the mail. It's in the wait, mail. wait, it was only just two games. It was only, yeah, two, only games. two games. <laughs> he didn't even bet the series. He didn't even bet the series. No, he didn't even bet the series. And I'm and I'm gonna I win the series game, regardless. Yeah. At this I'll point, I'm gonna it. win the series regardless. I but didn't know this. <laughs> that bet was literally just one game. And or sorry, it was to, for the Mavs to more win than more one than game. one game, and Damn. I would get I a bottle of Terramana tequila. Dex, so it's on the way, Ryan. Now, now I'm greedy. Now I take back my my, my prediction. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. I'll take back now my I bet. Take, <laughs> now I take back no, no, no. I mean my prediction of the series. The Mavs are winning the series. It, it's already over. And what you win two games on the road? I, I and then, saw. And the then the Mavs. Right. I saw the Mavs a, are gonna have fifteen thousand people in the freaking AAC. Okay, Ryan. When, you, when you when you say win on the road, like it really doesn't matter with the Staples Center with Clippers. Like that's not a because real. They thing. have no real fans. No, <laughs> no, there's no real fans over there. They're not <laughs> like uh, Clippers are on the road too. They're on the road too. <laughs> it has no real fans. But guess it's all what? those Lake, Laker fans who couldn't go to Phoenix. That's all, <laughs> exactly. Just the one waiting for the Lakers. The series is now going back to Dallas, and Dallas is Texas. Texas has no. Texas don't care. Yeah, Texas don't care. It's open house. I I'm not <laughs> saying the Clippers are dead just yet because I saw a tweet that was like, "What if this is all just setting up for the Clippers to come back from three one?" So I need to see the foot on the neck. I need to see Luca call everyone his his son and his child and you know the owner of the of the Mavericks. I need to see that one more game if he gets that game three because if they go down two one. That, that I can see the ties kind they of shifting everything's going up. Yeah. So if they do it here with this next one, and what did I say before? I said m- my prediction of this series was going to go down to two players, and it was uh, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. And, and Porzingis. And shout out to those two because they're actually shooting some great, great numbers. I think, uh, um, what's his name, had like six three-pointers last game? Timmy. Tim Hardaway. Timmy's. And he had a clutch one after like a, a pass from uh, Luca, who kind of shut down. The last four minutes, Luca was feeling some pressure. Am I am I wrong? Did, did yeah, you no, he got too? double teamed. He got double teamed. He coughed up the rock a lot. Uh, Kawhi and he was, missed two free throws. Yeah, yeah. He 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 kind of he kind of had his moments. But man, I did not expect Tim Hardaway Jr. to play this consistently. This guy, yeah. uh, second half of the season has been fucking unreal. Without yeah. him, the Mavs are dead in the water. Because I'm still waiting for a fucking KP playoff game to be like, yep, like you are the bona fide Luca's second man right now. Luca's best man is fucking Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, yep. like he's gamer. Like he is, he is ready. Like he just, he gets the ball in like last second shot situations. And he just like waxes threes. His energy is off the charts. Like KP, uh, you had a decent game, but 
you want to be considered Luca's right hand man. Points. That's yeah, but good. he played. He it's, plays little. He plays too little. Yeah, he's doing the Anthony yeah. Davis bullcrap. I saw once again switch. This guy's on here, and he just goes hmm, jump shot. I'm like, take it, good goddamn key. I hate. Why can't we just play like the, the olden days and just bang it into the damn key and get some fouls? Let's he do should it. be doing that. He should be doing that, but he's not. Well, the person, the person helping Luca the most is Zubak. Oh my god, <laughs> this guy's just letting him score buckets. Like this is insane. Every pick and roll. Jesus Christ! Someone switch. Why are you guys switching? Don't yeah. switch. But just go I, over the screen. Go under the screen. Like Jesus Christ! Get like honestly, uh, Ryan. I'm gonna give you your flowers right now because Luca <laughs> is the man. Luca's the man. Like yeah. there's no denying it. He's that dude. Yeah. Like the the best player in that series by far. And the one thing I love about this series that makes it so much notable, uh, it's it's it makes me feel like it's rewriting a lot of histories. Like we're seeing a lot of histories. Like depending on how this goes, a lot of new stories are going to be told and new chapters to play like to things, and it's going to change a lot of narratives. Like one, that's not Doc Rivers' fault. We can't play Doc Rivers anymore. Doc Rivers is gone. Oh, yeah, it's Doc so, Rivers. Yeah, and Ty Lue, <laughs> Ty Lue, you know, you didn't win that the the, the Lakers championship. You kind of struggling right now. Also, Paul George or Paul George is. Paul George is going to be Paul George, just adding to that. But also Kawhi Leonard, you didn't carry the Raptors to the NBA championship. That's, this is a new chapter to your story. You, you did it twice in a row. You, you, you're kind of choking right now. Well, not really choking. You dropped 41, but still. Like, that narrative is kind of being changed. So I feel like there's so many different shifting things, and it's really interesting to see. I think, you know, Lake, uh, Raptors Twitter is a buzz. We're loving it. Uh, we're enjoying it. We're, we're re reuniting with the uh, with the Mavericks fans, like, uh, like, like, like Crips and Bloods, just together holding that kind of rope together. It's wait, amazing. wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me, let me stop you right there. Oh, so, and Luca, and Luca is now the man. That's the third. That's the last story too. So let me stop you right there. I'm in Raptors Twitter. Obviously, I follow, I follow people, but I'm not gonna lie. Raptors Twitter is kind of pissing me off because <laughs> I don't believe they're actually. Because, like, for some reason, I get hostility when they talk about the Mavs. Like, they don't they're, really actually believe that. The Mavs are actually a good team. They just fucking hate Kawhi so much being on the Clippers that they they kind of just say, "Oh, good that they're losing." But oh, if the Raptors were in the playoffs, they'd be beating Dallas right now too. I'm like, I know, no, this incarnation of the Raptors team right now, this incarnation of the Mavs playoffs, <laughs> that no, no, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of disrespect in terms of not actually appreciating what Luca and the Mavs are doing. Like the Mavs actually have a solid supporting cast that are playing way above expectations. Yep. I feel Jaylen like Jalen Brunson. Yes. Jalen Brunson is like one of the best backup point guards in the league. People don't really talk about him a lot. Yeah. People are just finding out about Dodo, um, uh, Dorian Finney Smith right now. People Still are finding out about Klebo. Dodo. <laughs> You're not a Mavs fan. Go check his Instagram handle. It's Dodo. His Instagram and Twitter handle, Dodo. That's what we somehow, call it. Somehow you're both wrong. That's the burner account. Don't worry. When I cut this, we're going to see it. When I cut this, we're going to see it. But we call him Dodo. His, yeah. his, that's his no, handle. That's no. his tag. But, but he's a, lot of people, a lot of people don't watch Mavs games. And they don't know who Dodo is. They don't know Maxi Kleber. They don't know Jalen Brunson. They Ma don't know. It's um, Maxi Kleber is playing great defense on Kawhi, even though Kawhi is dropping forty points on him. That's the weirdest juxtaposition—not juxtaposition, but like I don't know. Uh, start. I don't know what is that. What is the irony? I don't know what it is. But it feels you, like he's playing amazingly yeah, on him. Like he's there. Yeah. But also the box score says he dropped 40, 30 points every single yeah, time. It looks it looks bad, but it's like a lot but of he's these there. guys. The, the the names aren't sexy. Like the names don't ring. Like you know what I mean. Like team that's going to go far so like i don't know what it is but like yeah i was just getting a lot of like interesting takes about the mavs and raptors twitter i'm like no this is a good team like i'm sorry like i know you guys hate Kawhi, but 
The Clippers aren't a bad team. Yeah. If you have a man drop 41 points and then Paul George drop 28 and 12, and then they still lose, no, that on any given night, they beat 28 other teams. Yeah, they beat 28 other teams. The Mavs just literally beat them with like everything like energy, defense, like dis Luca's just like constant disrespect. Nobody can guard him. It was like it was like Dirk, watching Dirk against OKC when they had like six different guys try to guard him. And it's like you don't have like anybody that can contain him. So it's just like I, I'm getting on my soapbox here, but it's just like I feel like there's more hate and vitriol to, to Kawhi and PG that people aren't respecting what the Mavs are actually doing. And like, they're actually a good team. Yeah. No, I fans just try to find something to talk about. That's all it is. Now that we're out of the playoffs. Yeah. We'll go ahead, yeah. Alan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think Raptors fans were giving enough flowers to what Luke and things doing. I didn't see as much animosity to you. I kind of saw the, uh, the bridge, uh, tweets. I saw a lot of just like shout out to the Mavericks. All right, good, good, good for the Mavericks kind of thing. So I saw that. So I didn't see what you saw, but not to discredit what you saw, but like, but um, but I agree. I agree. They're not giving an, uh, more flowers to Luca and what they're doing. But also, I think we got to talk about Ty Lue. Like Ty Lue's playing. He's being out coach right now by Rick Carlisle of all people. I know you love Rick Carlisle, but I think he's a bad coach. Uh, no, we, we've, we've had our yeah. moments this season. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Yeah. Why, why isn't Boban playing? Why isn't this happening? Why? Like, what the fuck is going on? But. Yeah. Is it Luca or is it Carla? Like, can you uh, tell? I think it's Carla. I think he's not giving because there's sometimes I've seen Luca just going like for a play and it's like the ball just doesn't go to him. And it's just like once it's Tim Hardaway, but he's excited to shoot. But it's like, why aren't you using your secret weapon? Like, and it doesn't mean he has to score. It just means you run the ball through him. And there's a lot of plays. I feel like Luca's just kind of off to the side. Um, but yeah, that's that's my gripe with him. But Ty Lu, like you got Rondo play Rondo. Why, yeah, why is I'm why surprised. why is Reggie Jackson and Patrick Beverly getting as many minutes as they do? You specifically got Rondo for the playoff experience. You want him to run your offense, run the ball through him, and stop with this bullshit like ISO shit that we keep seeing. This ISO ball, ISO ball, ISO ball. So the fact that they did it last year and it's happening again tells me it's not the coach, it's the players. So I don't know if it's Kawhi calling it or if it's Paul George or what they're specifically asking for, but that's the way they're playing, and it's ugly. And you can you can you can defend it. You can figure it out. All you got to do is just stay there and hope Marcus Morris is the only person that doesn't go hot. Because you're not even playing uh, Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka got what six minutes? Well, not even six minutes. He got like crate, like low minutes with like I don't know. And you know the last player in the gym there shooting it up and trying to get himself ready. So I feel like he's going to be locked in. He's got to be locked in. You got to give him minutes. To Dexter's point, Zubac can't do shit. Get 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 yourself somebody who can hit three on top of that, you know, and who'll fight somebody and wear a big scarf. Get your boy Serge Ibaka in the game. Yeah, free Mafuzi, yo. Yeah, this guy played what a total of twenty minutes, pretty much. In between two, I thought games? he was going to be an X factor. That's insane. That's nuts. Like, That's get him nuts. in there, free Mafuzi. And with with Allen's point, like Rondo should be playing these minutes. Like we saw playoff Rondo last year. We've seen him on the Celtics. Like, we know what he could do. Like, let him let him loose. Let him do you know, Rondo you know things. Why, right? You know why I think he's not playing though? What? I don't. I don't think he can handle Luca. Well, I think Luca would mop you the put, floor with Rondo. Then you put the two on the one, and then you put the one on the two. You switch. True. That's that's another topic. Why yeah. isn't Kawhi covering this guy every? Possession? Oh, he did down the stretch. He had to. He was like, "Uh oh, my my destiny's <laughs> in the line. I gotta cover this guy." But oh yeah, but also like Paul George too. I don't know why you know Paul George is he, he's a great defender, but even he's not even like kind of guarding Luca most of the time, right? I think they're afraid to exposed. Yeah. I, they I really just, think they're afraid honestly, to get exposed. I take Paul George and Kawhi and just double Luca. Just take them both. <laughs> double Luca. F- 
fucking put just, on the fucking clamps. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you all score. Goku <laughs> straight up on Frieza. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I've I've seen teams double Luca and it works for like a half. But now, but then when Luca realizes it, then he starts turning into LeBron and he just starts passing out of double teams like across the court to to Dorian and Maxi, and then now you're rating threes. Now that's why the Mavs are shooting like 53% from three. So it's like they have weapons that can score out of the double. And Luca yeah. is an amazing passer. When, when, when uh, I got an interview with uh, uh, Paul George, and he said that he can guard uh, Luka Doncic, but Luka Doncic uh, replied back. Uh, so I got this uh, audio here to play for you guys. Uh, this is what uh, Luka Doncic said. I don't think you have the facilities for that big man. <laughs> Just wanted to <laughs> Could help well, us you out. My joke. <laughs> I don't think you have the facilities. My joke from last man. season. Was it last season? You're, yeah. you're too last small. Season. You're too <laughs> small. For that big man. <laughs> you're too small. Um, Just too little. Too little. Um, too small. Yeah, but it's yeah. It's, 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 it's a fun. Right. It's a fun series to watch. Um, yeah. The last. Three, we, I just don't think last it's three. Over yet. Can we can we go like rapid fire yeah, yeah, the last yeah. ones? Yeah. yeah. Before we go uh, to half, Donovan Mitchell coming back. Uh, that was weird that he didn't play. Uh, there was some type of disconnect between him and the, the training staff. But uh, do you think with him on there, that's a win? Game one. It's a different series for sure. Because mm. without him, I think Memphis would actually win the series. Interesting. I think I think John ja Morant has enough juice to to will them. The fact that they don't without him, like yeah, you have Jordan Clarkson, you have Ingles, you have these shooters. But those guys aren't going to spur your team to to victory. You know what yeah, I mean? Like they're not gonna they're not gonna do that. Donovan Mitchell is that guy. Like Donovan Mitchell will be the difference maker at the end of the game. Yeah. Where Ja Morant is that for Memphis? Like Ja Morant will do Ooh, that. Those floaters, you. those floaters oh, were amazing. God. Good for him on getting that. Like yeah. Who, if, that. Without Donovan Mitchell, who's gonna shoot thirty shots and only score seven of them and then go to the free throw <laughs> those line? Guys not not Rudy. Who's gonna do that for you? Not Rudy. Yeah. Not Rudy. Exactly. <laughs> can Can I be honest? I think the Grizzlies was momentum. That was a momentum win. Yeah. Like they yeah. just came off the, uh, the playing tournament, and. Donovan Mitchell was out, so they didn't have a rhythm, right? So I think they caught him off guard. We'll see something different in game two. Yeah, your first yeah, they're, game they're is a feeler game. It's, it's a feeler game. You get, you but get John Moran wants that smoke. And mm -hmm. where there's smoke, there's fire. Festival. Festival. <laughs> John Rule Morant. <laughs> it was perfect last time. Um, uh, yeah, but this Probably oh, not JV. my most exciting series. JV, yeah. I like watching I, I JV. I know I am. I am. I am a, like watching the Grizzlies play. I, I get happy. It's fun. These last couple of games have been great to kind of watch them. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks going out there guarding Canadian. Steph Curry. Just there's, there's Canadian curls. Roots. It's yeah, Canadian it's, roots, right? It feels good. It feels good. You Desmond see JV Bain. in a Vancouver jersey. Come on, it's like <laughs> it's it's yeah, you, you feel a little. You want to cheer for the Grizzlies. Like I think as a Raptor <laughs> exactly. fan, there's a little something inside of you that's like, yeah, yeah I'm okay yeah, with that's this. Us. Yeah, it's my cousin. That's my cousin. <laughs> to, to be honest, he moved. He moved. I'm he key, award, but he's still my cousin. <laughs> I'm low key hoping that Memphis actually knocks them out. That would be because if Dallas beats the Clippers, then it's Dallas and Memphis. In, oh, in the and next John round. Luca, John wants that smoke though. You know that, right? right? So I would take that in a heartbeat. But um, yeah, no, that Memphis series, it, it all, it, it all depends on Donovan Mitchell and, and his yeah. health. Um, I think. Um, the other ones are Portland Denver. Portland Denver is kind of boring, to be honest. I like it, but it's it's boring. It's not. It's yeah. It's not as uh, interesting Most, as the other series. Yeah, but it, it's it's tied. It's good. Right? It's good. Yeah, it's, it's tied. Good. Yeah, it's tied. Um, Jokic um, 
he responded. Well, he was yeah. playing well. Uh, I think the, the big main factors was uh, Aaron Gordon kind of just stepping up. Yeah. I think he was missing. Yeah. He was absent game one. Well, he put they put uh they put Aaron Gordon on Lillard after, right? Yeah, he's got like, that Lillard speed. has a big game, right? Like he was big game hunting. He scored what like eight threes in the first half or something like that? Not or exactly. twenty-two and a quarter or something. And like Aaron Gordon came out, said, Gimme him, and then that was it, man. Like yeah. locked him down a little. Yeah. Yeah. That series, it's like the, I find like evenly matched teams, you it's not as exciting, but Another evenly matched teams um, is the Knicks Hawks Knicks. and Knicks. Yeah, that's yeah. Hawks and Knicks, well, and that one I'm actually excited about. Yeah, it's fun to watch it because it's like it means nothing. It's just like watching like two people who aren't boxers box. It's like that's fun. It's not for the prize fight, but it's fun to watch whatever this is. You know, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Not that one. I was <laughs> I was thinking celebrity boxing back in the day, but yeah, sure. We're gonna go Triller. Jake Paul uh, versus Ben Askren. Uh, oh my um, god! We're watching a fight a mechanic. What? <laughs> one thing I will say that that first game uh, in MSG that had like soccer type feel. Yeah. Like the fans were yeah. nuts. I, I enjoyed that. I wanted to be an MSG for that game. I was just like, like this is what playoff basketball should be. Like I hadn't seen like a, I like I, I even I shit you not pre COVID. Like I haven't seen fans like in a playoff game like that, hmm. like in any city in any stadium. Like they were nuts, mm. and they wasn't even full capacity. Like they had the quarantine sec, they had the uh, vaccine section, and then the non vaccine section. Non vaccine section had nobody in there. The vaccine section, they're rocking. Everyone's drinking beer. You had um, Spike and um, Tracy Morgan just like going back and forth. Yeah. Like it, it was, I, I just love that atmosphere. And well, then what happened, Ryan? They got quiet at the end, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Julius, Julius Randall's first, uh, I think that was his first playoff game. <laughs> Julius Randall's first playoff game. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Also, I, I feel like he was on the Pelicans or something. No? Possibly, but not on the year that they made it. I don't think so. I think but, this was his real, his first real it, playoff game. Yeah, he was a little, he looked a little starstruck at the beginning and he kind of figured yeah. it out as the game kind of went along. Um, but I think, you know, Burks is one of those players that really stepped up. Uh, you know, one of those players you think, like, yeah, Al Burks, you're going to do great things. And then he doesn't. And then he does it again. Like, oh, yeah, you can do those great things. It's just that you're just very inconsistent. So he had a great shooting night, which was uh, awesome for him. But why are you putting, I'm sorry, Tom Thibodeau. What the fuck? Why are you going to put in Frank uh, Nilakina? Hasn't played all game just to get scored on by Trey Young. Like, why wouldn't you have, like, I, to be honest, I would have put uh, Julius Randle on him. Julius Randle wants that smoke. He will guard your player. He would put the clamps on him or at least try to. He might foul him, but he would at least be out there doing something. I think just kind of putting, I know Frank is known for his D, Frank, you know, but I don't know. It just I seemed kind of weird to put a cold player in there. I think New York has, like, stocks in Neil Aquina and he has to play a certain <laughs> amount of minutes in a game mm. or something. So they're probably like, yeah, get him in. He hasn't hit his minutes quota yet. Yeah, it's like, hey, coach, have you put for acne? <laughs> like, like, no, like you put, your, put the kid in. He's like, damn it. All right, get in the game. I don't know why they, they're so invested in him. And Knox, yeah. just trade these two. <laughs> like, I, feel like, I feel like it's pride. I feel like it's feel pride. Like <laughs> it's like they drafted them pretty high. So they're like, okay, we can't give up on these guys yet. The, 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 the <laughs> what if funniest, they become stars in another team? Yeah. The the meanest, funniest thing I saw from Nick's Twitter was uh, when they, they put a picture of uh, him on draft night with a Fortnite in his sweater. It's like, we should have known from, from that day on that he wouldn't turn <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I can't put Fortnite in your damn code. I love video games. Don't get me wrong. I there's nothing wrong with video games. You're at the goddamn NBA draft. You don't even have like NBA 2K. It's just Fortnite, your favorite shooter. Tetris. Like that's so weird, right? Like, why would you do that? If I came out there on my draft night, I shake, you know, David Sturt's hand because whatever time, and I pull out with Sims 2. Wouldn't that just be so strange? It's like weird. This guy is a weirdo. Um, I will say this. Trey Young kind of showed us that he's ready for like big time, yeah, like moments. Like, and his dad was there. Uh, his dad was like, "You know, I'm sorry uh, to the Knicks fans. I'm sorry. I get emotional <laughs> when my son hits game winners over you guys." I'm like, <laughs> "Who would you be? okay <laughs> if if you were to start a team, Trey Young or John Morant?" That's hard. Mm, I don't think Trae it's Young. as easy as you guys think. Trae. I oh. feel like there's like. They're on the same level, but I feel like Jaw has a little edge for some reason. He has a little edge, but man, I'm really afraid of Ja Morant and the way he jumps. I just yeah. don't like it. I don't want to put a team around him. I wouldn't feel uh, it's kind of sad, but I just he just does he doesn't land a way he, someone needs to teach him how to land. He needs to be a two foot lander because I don't want to see the same thing happen to Derrick Rose, and I don't want to see because once you take away that speed, does he have everything else? And I think Trey Young has a little bit of more basketball IQ than uh, him. So Ja Morant could hit that three. He's mm-hmm. a he mm-hmm. has that shot. He, he was forced. He learned to do it after he <laughs> lost to after he lost to <laughs> Steph Curry and the Warriors the last game of the season. He had to teach himself because like people are gonna give him that shot. Because that's the I, I think if you want to give anyone a shot, I think you'd want to give Jamaru that Jamaru. Jamaru, say it, baby. Jamaru is murder. You gotta do the voice. Murder. But you'd Shout rather have him shoot body <laughs> than JV in the paint because JV in the paint is pretty much looking kind of unstoppable out there, man. I'm liking um, it. I was gonna say, uh, Ja has the Kobe killer mentality already in him. Like, I, I, I just remember watching Ja during pregame interviews and postgame interviews. He just looks like I'm not here to talk, like, I'm, I'm the Terminator, like, I'm ready to kill somebody. Um, Trey is a little bit more free-flowing like you know happy to be here but he can get into this ice cold bag too. you saw that at the yeah. at the end like he was just yeah. like because you know they were telling him the, the knicks faithful were like fuck you like get the hell out of here they were talking shit to him and he's like you know what? i i'm here for this he is i don't know i don't know New why York's i don't number one villain i think because he's trying he was trying to be a steph curry when he shouldn't try to be a steph curry he should be a trey young and Facts. i think him becoming Trey Young this season, even though it's not as sexy, it's not as it's not as fun, like whatever. But they won more games. I think him kind of having more control of the offense and not just doing those quick shots over and over and over again and like kind of losing possessions. I think he's kind of slowly becoming the player that he is. He's more of an assist kind of guy, and he who who happens to shoot threes. I think we kind of forget that even from his Oklahoma days, he did he that he he was great at passing. He has really good court vision, but he's also really really good at shooting. So once he kind of made that kind of shift to go 60-40 on whatever, like passing shooting, I think we're kind of seeing like less highlights, but more, you know, more wins. And it's it's helped uh, Atlanta out this season. So so what's gonna what's it gonna take for you to 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 appreciate shoot from far decks? I don't know, man. Lately these uh light skins with sleeves are teasing me. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. So how like do you want Lamello, the I wanna like LaMelo, but he's putting up Tyreek Evan numbers, and you know, that's not that's not a thing to me. And whoa, like Trey Young, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just being hard on these guys. I think you're just hating on his hair. I think you're just hating on his hair. 
it's a distraction. That's another thing too. He needs to get his professional haircut. Like you know, like when Blake Griffin first came, like he had that weird lineup. Like he had that thing. Like that strange. Like it looks so yeah. weird. And now yeah. he got the Blake Griffin haircut. Like, oh, that's Blake. That's Blake Griffin. Trey Young needs that. He needs to like shave it off, line it up, figure it out. On another podcast, uh, Katie Heindel says like, I think he's balding. I think that's what it is. And I'm like, oh, I think he might actually. Because he looks like he looks like a, he's got baby hair. Looks like he just came out of the yeah. womb. Like I got a ball game in four minutes. Hurry up, this this uh, this, uh um, being bored. R- wrapping up the playoffs. Any other series we may have missed over, or did, did we get the bulk of it? I think I think we got all of them. Oh, I mean, Miami Bucks. I think that's oh, there, there's oh, nothing yeah. going. I I feel like like I don't know. I feel bad for can, Miami. What, yeah, what we can say why? is Jimmy Butler is not living up to to his expectations. Yeah, no. From what we saw last year, but but that's the thing. You guys put him on a goddamn pedestal last year. You shouldn't have. He he had a great run, but he is so inconsistent. He is the worst best player of the best worst player. I've been saying this for forever. But he has that picture where he's just like hunched over the bench after the win, and it was like he had to give like everything. Like you know, that's a legendary picture. Like he literally gave like everything he had for that game, and like once that picture came out, like I feel like that's when we did put him on the pedestal because it's like yeah, like. That's that's what the finals are about. Like you got to do that, and I think people were expecting that again, but for some reason, I'm not gonna lie. Stephen A. Smith and people said it best themselves. Is like, yo, bro, you need like you're the number one guy. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Bam's there, yeah. Duncan Robinson's there, yeah. But like, you need to be the guy. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you can't put up ten points a game. I don't know. Yeah. I just saw Dwayne Dedman out there. I didn't even know he was on the team. I'm like, this is over. <laughs> uh, but, but the, yo, honestly, I think I think we're taking it for granted. But probably the best player, like team player, is probably Jay Crowder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's been killing it, man. Like he kills it on the Suns now. Like last year, he was on the Heat. I think we take it for granted, even on like those Celtics teams. Like about the Cavs, he was really good, man. He was like, trash on the Cavs for some reason. Uh, people yeah, forget yeah, yeah. he came. People forget he came from Dallas. I I've missed him for yeah. Years, he was actually. dope on Dallas. Yeah. Right? He's, really, <laughs> he's one of he's like, one of those like glue guys who kind of just like the the temperature changes once he's on the court. Like he doesn't have to yeah. score. He just the little things he kind of does just kind of like makes your team more confident on both. That's why I think you say right? would you say he's he's like an Iguodala kind of type. Uh, yeah, yeah, in, in, like, in a sense. Swiss but Army. Not, not, just, I think I think he's more of a does Draymond. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More Draymond than than Iggy. He's than more Iggy, Draymond. Yeah. yeah. Um, but okay. uh, also, Tyler, give some Tyler Hero some goddamn minutes. Uh, I don't know why Goran Dragic is getting his more way more than Tyler should ever get. I understand that Duncan Robinson is your kind of guy, but you need somebody else to shoot offense because you can't keep up with <laughs> uh, with the Bucks if the Bucks are shooting the way they're shooting, like that one game where they drop like. Was it 13 or 11 threes in the first quarter and Bryn Forbes just caught on fire? Like, you can't keep up with that with no three-point shooters you ha- exactly. or just Duncan Robinson. You can't live on that alone. You need somebody else. And Tyler Hero, is there a rule against playing two white or three white guys? Like, I'm sh- fine. Play him and Goran Dragic then. Maybe like, in Miami. <laughs> like, figure it out. Like, I don't know why. I don't know. They just need more firepower out there. And, yeah, Jimmy Butler looks tired. I was going to say um... – we thought that their secret weapons got exposed, but that first game, Duncan Robinson was on. Like, I feel like Duncan Robinson waits for the playoffs to like come out and be like, "Okay, I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me just like start shooting it up." But I, uh, I also feel like on the list, overrated. also that guy also that on the list of players I hate is uh, Chris Middleton, and he hit that shot. And <laughs> but I still hate. See, him. but everyone you hate is actually doing well. 
Like, I know. Good. <laughs> but I hate like, this guy hates Dame. Dame's amazing. I, I need to make hates like a Trey Young. Trey Young's doing well. <laughs> I need to make a, all hates hate Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's come up with that list. Team hate. It's looking pretty good though. <laughs> yeah. At, at end of season, we'll do a we'll do a awards. Yeah, Dexter's <laughs> all Chris Middleton. Team. No, Dexter's all hate team is pretty nice right now. I got, it's it's really nice. I feel like Dexter's got a team four of uh, <laughs> all hate. <laughs> team <laughs> six. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So I think we got every major or at least you know entertaining series. Um, guys, let us know. Wearepress.net. Uh, at below the hardwood on Instagram, at BTH on NBA, uh, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're everywhere. Um, again, you can check our actual pre uh, predictions in our preview episodes. Uh, we had Will Strickland join us on Below the Hardwood last week, and we also joined him on uh, the open run to talk about the Western Conference. Although all of my predictions after the first two games have basically like they're done. <laughs> like oh, I voted God. against my Mavs Except to win the, the series, and now I'm like, <laughs> nope, nope, Mavs, Mavs and four, <laughs> Mavs and four. Um, I, I've pretty much changed my predictions on on everything, but i feel like everyone does like everyone changes everything after one game it's nuts. Nope, not me I'm, I'm consistent i i still say that the nets are clippers of the east even though they got james harden i was like nope still the clippers of the east. You, you, still, you still thinking nets out second you still thinking second round you still thinking that's out second round yes <laughs> all right all right all right it's middleton um, man he's gonna come, you know, come live we are going to take a mini break and we will be right back to uh, just close out the show. This is Blow the Hardwood. I don't think you have the facilities for that big man. Welcome back. This isn't the second half. We just went on a little bit. Break, but you're tuned in to Below the Hardwood. Talking NBA playoffs, first round matchups. Um, man, like the first round has just been it's been it's been wild, it's been entertaining. Um, obviously, you know, we're all waiting for the conference finals and the finals, but man, like you get some really good basketball in the first round. Um, and yeah, we just kind of dissected it all for you again. Let us know what you feel. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, Stitcher, pretty much everywhere you can get your podcasts. But can I just get a quick reaction here to the ugly ass jerseys that the Indiana, I was about to call them the Indiana Pacers who are not in the playoffs, yeah. the Miami Heat were wearing that confused the hell out of everyone and thought that it was the Indiana Pacers versus the Bucks, but it was really Miami wearing these ugly hideous the yellow, yellow jerseys yeah the yellow ones are so ugly i don't get why they just decided to just copy the the indiana pacers jerseys which are ugly jerseys to be honest i think that's one <laughs> of the more uglier jersey. jerseys in the, right? in the league it is it, it, it's it's it is one of the uglier jerseys and like do do color schemes not exist like i just remember like back in the day it's like teams had three colors and like you had to stick to those colors i feel like miami mm. literally does whatever the fuck they want yeah <laughs> It's all about money, Ryan. They got to sell those jerseys. People make them, people buy them, right? But you got this jersey that leaked. If you guys want to, I don't know, you want to explain what's happening here with this Franken jersey. 
with, with the leaks, like we don't know if this is actually going to be like a guaranteed thing, but I was telling the guys off air that like, it looks like a serial killer cut the letters out of like newspaper clippings and just kind of like put it together. And yeah. that's your new Miami Heat jersey like, for next year, possibly. Like if they could pull of- off the living in color thing and have their like court look like in living color and they have like a retro night, like this can be dope. It has potential. It has potential. What I'm looking at right now, it looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like, yeah. like from the picture, I know you guys can't really see it, obviously, listening to audio. Uh, the picture, you only get like a little small, like, preview of the front of the jersey and and i've kind of like you know disrespected jerseys before actually seeing the actual look you know come game time like i hated the mavs pegasus they call it the golden pegasus jersey i hated the gold trim jersey now i love it now i'm trying to get one and i can't so maybe this new heat jersey oh we got a better pick kind of um you know what it could could grow on me it's it's growing Mm -hmm. on me although it looks like like alan has written here zodiac killer looking ass jersey (laughs) but it 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 could it could it could work so look how sad jimmy looks (laughs) jimmy looks sad um but yeah the the definitely the yellow indiana pacer looking jersey's got to go and the pacer should have honestly thought about suing because it literally is the fucking pacer jersey um but uh can we talk about kind of um, this weird situation that's been kind of brewing over the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know when it really started because you have to be on Instagram. You have to be on Twitter and just kind of following and paying attention. But Kwame Brown has resurfaced online. Um, It started from my first interactions with it. He was talking about the Kobe 81 versus Toronto. And it was almost as if he was taking credit for, for screening on most of Kobe's 81. And it's like, like, why? Why? Like, let the man have his t- – like, I think he said something like, we scored 83 points together, and I set screens. Like, he was the guy that really got 83 points for them. And it's like, dude, what, what are you doing? And then if you have been following his his kind of video tirade, he's kind of attacking um, podcast – fellow podcast hosts. I like to call them friends, right? You guys are friends. Uh, all the smoke <laughs> – uh, fr- friends of the podcast, right? Um, fellow light skins, fe- fellow or, light skins. I guess uh, Stephen Jackson, dark skin. Stephen Jackson, <laughs> Stephen Jackson, and Matt Burns have been <laughs> at war with with um, Kwame Brown online. Kwame feels that uh, they are uh, attacking and slash tearing down other black people, and he's not about it. He's not with it. Which I don't feel like that's true at all. I feel like Matt and Steph, uh, Matt and Jack have been probably one of the best podcasts, NBA podcasts out there that allow people to come on and, and talk their truth. And they have controversial figures like Allen Iverson, uh, Jeannie Buss, um, uh, Isaiah Thomas is their recent guest, Shaq. Like they, they're they inviting anybody on the league that, that wants to talk and share their stories. So like, I don't know if you guys are following with it. Do you agree with, you know, Kwame Brown's like little tirade and his little feud or – is this just kind of like he even got Gilbert Arenas involved in it, and that kind of came out of nowhere? But um, what, what, what's your what's your what's your feel? Um, yeah, um, I don't know. It's I, I think both sides are right on certain things. I think Kwame Brown has been a butt of the joke for the past, like I don't know, ever since his time with Kobe. And I think especially Kobe and Laker fans really have it out for Kwame Brown. 
and also Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith was part of it too. You know, that entire tirade was like, he's got small hands. He can't ball. Oh, like he, all that type. Like it was, it was a meme. It's a meme. There's, there's, if you go on TikTok, there's people who just mouth the words and do the whole thing. So I think it, it's been brewing over some time on Kwame Brown. And this was his opportunity to kind of like, uh, use his platform for hate and uh, I'm all for it, you know, why not? But uh, I think some parts of it needs to be kind of dialed back because even Stephen A. Smith kind of apologized for kind of his words and his, his partake in everything. And, and I think Matt Barnes made a really good point too, where it's like, these people don't love you. Like they don't, people given the attention right now don't love them. What they really want is just kind of this whole thing to become something bigger than it is. And to like, yeah, the part of us kind of wants to see the feuding and whatever go out, but also Matt Barnes inv inviting somebody onto your podcast after saying they don't love you is you also kind of doing the same thing, but I kind of see what you're trying to say. Like, let's have a discussion. But like, if you monetize a discussion, I feel like at the end of the day, that's for your best interest. So uh, I think, you know, you can call both sides out for what their, their, their part and everything like that. And if this is how Kwame Brown wants to spend his energy, by all means, I think he posts really funny stuff on his Instagram. He just posts like meals all the time. He's like, I made a lifestyle that I could finally eat the things that I always wish I could eat. And he just posts these like meals that like don't look all that great. Like they're they're probably amazing because it's done by like a chef, like in-house chef. But it's it's just funny. He's just like toast and fruit. He's just like real excited for toast and fruit. Yeah. <laughs> he takes a picture of it. So I'm happy for him to join the 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 entertainment world and. Hopefully, I get to see him on an ESPN or something like that because he is a character. Dex, uh, Kwame honestly popped out like a wild ratata, like <laughs> that popped out of nowhere. Like, I, no one talked about Kwame Brown. The second you talk about Kwame Brown, he just popped up out of nowhere. But the thing is, he's been beefing with everyone lately. Uh, he has a right to at certain points, but. Uh, I feel like if you even mention his name, he'll beef with you. So he has beef right now with Stephen A. Smith. He has beef with the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne. Uh, he has beef with all the smoke. And the thing is, like, I don't know what it is with Kwame Brown, but everyone's apologizing to him. I feel like he's like a real OG or something. I don't know who who he reps, but it sounds like he's hard as shit. I think it was a lot of discussions about I think uh, Jalen Rose even came out. He said we need to get r rid of the word bust. And obviously, when you think Kwame Brown, you think that's like Michael Jordan's biggest failure and and just everyone's just busy calling this guy a bust. And he's been hearing that for years. And then Jalen Rose did have a good point about the word bust. It's like, did you make – and he, he kind of went along with this. Did you make it to the NBA? Did you play? Did you make millions and millions and millions of dollars? He's like, you're not a bust. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how long you stayed in. It doesn't matter what happened. He's like, he's like, all of these players are, are living their lives and they're fine. They're happy. They're, they're doing what, whatever they want to do. He went through like a list, like, you know, the, the casuals, like the Dar Darko Milicic's, the, um, you know, just obviously the ones that pop into your mind when you think, oh, bust. And and I feel like Kwame's been tired of hearing that because yeah he's the he's literally the butt end of every joke, and so obviously you know all the smoke had Gilbert and Arenas on and they made some comments and he's he's just like you said like a wild ratata just said you know what I had enough and um, he's calling out Matt Barnes for being a fake gangster and a fake turned fake justice social social justice warrior so call them Becky I, with the good hair. Messy with the good hair. Oh my god! So like, yeah, like I get it. Like at the end of the day, it's like he didn't just come out of nowhere. He's he just chose to defend himself, which is you have all right to. 
Um, and then maybe yeah, Matt Barnes is going about it in a way. I feel like Steven Jackson just kind of got thrown in this because he's the host, but Steven Jackson's kind of like on a peace tour. Like he's he he's he's not that same dude anymore. He's 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 centered. He's like he's not about like beef and, and war anymore. Like I don't know if you guys pay attention to what he posts on social media and and I kind of like I don't know if he's like turned Muslim in in, in, in certain ways, but he's kind of uh, just like at peace with with himself, and he's not the guy that's jumping into the st stands and knocking people out. So they're also yeah. high as shit on that show, right? So they don't remember what they're saying or doing. <laughs> bruh, bruh. Uh, they they acknowledge that and they apologize to Kwame. So yeah, so hopefully we'll see if it continues. And the fun, yeah, I think Tedex's point. Everyone kind of like apologizing to him. He's like, yeah, he's got less to fall. He has no ESPN backers. He has no like. <laughs> Uh, well, none that we know of, like uh, uh, huge advertisements. He's kind of punching up, like you know, he's trying to get at them, and they're not gonna like go down and fight on his level because, like, I feel like those players have more to lose, and I think Kwame Brown will knock a motherfucker out. I think he would do that. He, he would, he would drive from he's one state guy, to the next. Right? Yeah, he's a huge, he's a he's six foot ten, <laughs> for sure. Um, moving on, uh, just kind of the last thing here. So we had the first ever. I'm pretty sure this is the first ever. A uh, fan inducted into the Hall of Fame. I think there's one more, wasn't there? There is one. Okay, so I'm wrong. There is another one, but it just feels like it's weird because like we don't hear about this a lot. But basically, and this is kind of hitting home for us, Toronto Raptor superfan Nav Batia is being inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame. Now, for Toronto, we love it. Nobody has any issues with this. We're all for it. Go to Springfield get in the hall of fame you are the biggest fan that in, in our opinion like i know there's a lot of super fans out there and, and a lot of people spend a lot of money but nav has what what was it before the bubble he hadn't missed an nba raptors game in in what 20 the the, the existence of the, of the team like he's been to every single game so the thing is is that stephen a on first take had an issue with this and he basically says what, what what's the criteria for a fan what makes you deserving of of a hall of fame is it how many games you've been to is it how much money you're spending and and he kind of went on a rant about it and and i just didn't agree with it at all it's like listen i know hall of fames in in rock in rap in whatever and and you can have different wings of hall of fames uh wwe has for example a celebrity wing Snoop Dogg's in the celebrity wing for WWE. Like you can have different portions of a Hall of Fame and distinguishes uh, distinguished members of a Hall of Fame. So why not have the fan section? Why not give the guys that have been there for like twenty plus years putting in work for organizations and the communities and respect them? Do you guys have an issue with fans in the Hall of Fame, Al? Uh, no, no. I think if they kind of show exemplary kind of like impact and kind of mean something to the franchise or to the league in itself. I think that's okay. Um, maybe I'm biased because uh, I, I certainly support Nav and what he what he kind of means to it. And yeah, to your point, I think it means something to a larger part of like what does an NBA fan look like? I think the Toronto Raptors are with when it comes down to fan bases. I think we have one of the most diverse fan bases there are. We have like a huge supporting in Brazil. We have a lot of East Indian kind of community here in Toronto. China, um, just, yeah, China as well too. Like also now we have like a huge thing in Japan. Like I think. Um, when it like, I think when players come here, they kind of feel the kind of vibe that Toronto kind of like, um, 
gives off. And I think a, a move like this is a step in the right direction because it kind of just it shows everybody what 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 uh, what really basketball is. You know, I think that's kind of the problem when you kind of run into like hockey and and also even football too. I feel like the, you know the fan bases don't like they just they kind of resemble the players that are on the field. And I think it's nice to see that it also that also happens in the NBA, but also that that means it's more global. I think we're a more global kind of game, and it's time to kind of represent that. And I think also too when we're talking about NBA Africa, like the league is expanding worldwide. It's not just a singular American league. So uh, I think it's a good move, and it's you know it's gonna it's gonna do great for what uh, things to come. I think it's just, it's a it's a good sign. Uh, I get it. I like I get what everyone's saying and everything. I feel I, I think he's being inducted into a certain section, right? Of like fan hall of fame type thing in the NBA. Yeah. I think so it's a different section. So I'm okay with that. But if he's inducted into the real NBA Hall of Fame, I just don't I don't know. I, I just I personally don't get it. Maybe I'm old school and I just want things to be the way they are, but like adding a fan, it just doesn't it doesn't even though it's Nav and like we know his full backstory, just doesn't resonate with me. I don't know. It like, just feels very social, social justice warrior. Like, oh, oh let's include everyone. It's like uh, I don't know. Like why? So, like how about Spike Lee? Like yeah, so I was gonna say. So Spike Lee gets about Spike Lee. How about Spike Lee? Right. So yeah, why I'm, couldn't I'm cool he be Lee. the first one or what? Like, isn't is he Lee the longest fan? Or like Jack Nicholson? How about Jack Nicholson? He's but the, if if they were, would you be okay with that? If, if it were a group of people, I think I'd be more okay with it. And if it were separate, I'd be okay with it. But if Spike Lee is inducted to the NBA Hall of Fame, he I'd will be. Like, What's happening? Here? Of, of course, he will be. I, I, I think he wouldn't get it. I think he, I don't get it next year. I think this less people would make a noise if it was Spike Lee instead of Nabatia because they'd be like, "No, True. I get it. I understand True. the context of this." So if you understand the context of this, why not understand the context of of this player to this specific franchise? I think it it, it works both ways. No. Like yeah. I understand why he is. If another, if like Clipper Daryl got in here, I'd be like, okay, I don't know what Clipper Daryl kind of means to to uh, to the Clippers, but he obviously means that much, and I would just kind of just accept it as that. Like I don't think it, I wouldn't go any deeper than what it has to be. But yeah. you're putting this, you're putting Nav next to like Michael Jordan, Bill. I don't Russell. think I don't think it goes like Jordan's name and then Nav Batia. Uh, what I'm saying, like, it, it does, though, <laughs> like, right? It does now, now right? Here's the thing about awards. They mean absolutely nothing. Like, so it means as much uh, as much mind thing that we put onto it. That's all it is. So we want to have so an why award. Are we talking just, about this? Because it happened. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. And it's a, a lot of people are upset. People but yeah, but of Toronto. I, it makes, it makes <laughs> less sad about it. I just, he sounds like you are. <laughs> is, is Bill Russell uh, the same as Nov? Like, so I don't know if they're doing it in like wings where it's like fans. I think that's they why I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think when they have enough, they will distinguish it because he is yeah, now levels I, to I, this. I check. Yeah. I check. He is the first. He is the very yeah. first fan. So because he's the first fan, you can't have a wing for you know what I mean. Like you can announce it, but I feel like if they do start doing this every year, Spike. Jack Nicholson, yeah. uh, crazy money fucking guys that spend like a ton of them. Yeah, like they'll probably get put in each year, and then yeah, they can say, "Here's the wing of of fans." Super fans, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, as of right now, it kind of looks like he he's in. As like, I don't, I don't know. Would, wouldn't you want like in in like thirty years time for people to kind of understand who Navbatia was to like the history of the Toronto Raptors and what he meant to that franchise? Wouldn't you want that kind of information passed down? Like one thing I, I, I feel really sad about with... is, sorry. sorry, go ahead. 
No, I, w- I was saying one thing. It kind of like saddens me as I get older, and like seeing some of these like Twitter beefs with like these players or any players, these like uh, these kids who have no understanding of like the history that happened before them. They just kind of go in going, "What are you talking about? Uh, Carmelo Anthony sucks." I'm like, "What? Like that's so recent. You don't even know the history of it." I'm like, and I don't blame you. You just you didn't you didn't grow up with that. So if that information can be passed along and the context in which that is, I think that's totally fine and acceptable. And I don't think it is. I don't think a lot of people know about Nav. They just know that he was the guy wearing the turban at the finals game, and and that's how they know him. They know the Milwaukee fans know because they beefed with him, but then they all made up afterwards and it became cool. But, like, no one knows that he struggled to to make it. Like, they don't know that he had to come here from his home country and and just, like, with nothing and, like, build a freaking empire and then just be in the community for, like, the Raptors community for like 25 years. And that's not even like half of it. Like that's like chump. Like I, that, I didn't give you the full story. Yeah. Like he, he's just so involved with the community and, and, and anytime there is a fan interaction with him, he somehow manages to turn it into a positive situation. He actually went on Stephen A's page where he posted that he disagreed with the hall of fame induction. And he, I think he gave him a heart. He's like, I don't, I don't, uh, it's cool. Like, yeah. Listen, it's, it's <laughs> no, it's no disrespect to Nav. It sounds just, like it. <laughs> it I just sounds like he's part of your hated, your hated list. <laughs> I just don't see Kobe Bryant in the Hall of Fame with a Where's car that? dealer. I think I think he's much more than a car dealer, and the more fact that he, car he he's he's uh, friends with Vince Carter, and the way he has these relations, these close personal relationships with the Toronto Raptors as they come into here, I think it means so much. And if and you're mad, if you're mad, and if you're mad that uh, uh, Spike Lee is uh, not part of it, well, give it up for that shitty fucking organization and the fucking ownership that's part of it. The Toronto Raptors were 100 behind all this. The Toronto Raptors are smart as fuck. It's a beautiful organization to work for and be a part of. That's not our fault that the Knicks don't want to give love to Spike Lee and make sure that he has trouble getting into the games and they won't let him into the arena. That's not our fault. That's that's that's, that's the fucking Knicks' fault, right? Don't bring, and, don't bring it and, over here. And guess what? Nav has a ring. Spike doesn't. Done. Done. What are you gonna? What? what? That's, that's he has a ring. He has a. He has a ring. My Kobe has, has ring. five rings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Nav, you're going with this. this doesn't certified. Really Nav certified. He has a how ring. About, how about Jack Nicholson? How many rings? Do you think, do you think the Knicks? Do you think the Knicks are gonna give Spike a ring? If, oh, for some if, reason, I don't think Dolan's gonna do it. If, yeah. if Spike Lee, if, if the Knicks want a ring during Spike Lee's tenure of being He'll a fan, a they might have done something. But he was a kid when it happened. So, or yeah, he was like a kid. He was like six years old or something, seven yeah. years old. It was in Crooklyn. I watched Crooklyn recently. <laughs> right. Let us know if you uh, again. Shout out fans to now. Should be. Uh, if oh yeah, now should be now. Shout nah, out nah, to now. Nah, nah. Yo, it's no like... disrespect to Nav. I, um, yo, I met Nav. I've met Nav on a couple occasions. Super nice dude. But I, yeah, just me. Um, let us My know opinion. again if you feel fans should be inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, happy teach on NBA. Uh, but before, yeah, I, I, that, that, that's actually it. That is, that's uh, episode 36, a uh, pretty long one. But if you've made it this far, thank you. Um, Alan, where can the world find you? 
Oh, you can find me at Alan Shane on Instagram, the Alan Shane on uh, on uh, Twitter, and then also Shoeless Lewis on Twitch. If you want to see me play basketball, recently I just did a, a re-changing reality and took the Raptors to the NBA playoffs, and I took I won it. Uh, and also make sure to stream Great, great Canadian Baking Show and CBC Gem. Uh, hit that shit up and uh, you know give it all the streams and love, and it'll be on Netflix soon. Ooh, cool. Nice, nice. All right, you're on Netflix. That's crazy. Ryan. Uh, Hey, Ma, you didn't play it last week, I don't think. I didn't make it to the end. <laughs> play no mother, mother music. You know, you just realized the song is called Smile. Anyways, that's living my death life. Don't forget to do Triple OG on the IG, TikTok, Twitter, and Pop Shop. Send me your highlights. And that's Ari Henry on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you stalk people on social media. And again, Appy TH on NBA on Twitter, at Below the Hardwood on Instagram. And of course, all the episodes of Below the Hardwood are available wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Below the Hardwood. If you are a part of the Canadian Podcast Awards community, go vote for us on canpodawards.com. Uh, you can vote us for most outstanding sports series competing against four other great pods uh, again canpodawards.com uh, send us your votes you have till the 29th which is this weekend uh, that's it guys again thank you for joining us if you made it this far we out Brian Antonio on Big Brother Big Brother get him on Big Brother Get him on also Big there Brother. are a bunch of non-players in the Basketball Hall of Fame like contributors as they call them there you go so well, they suck too. It's a Harlem Globetrotter in a goddamn Naismith Hall of Fame. Like it's not. Oh, just, he you know, plays like, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Does he?